Welcome to Transcendent. I'm Joe, and I'm the grandpa. And I'm Raya, and I'm the parent. And I'm Megan, and I'm the daughter. And the granddaughter. And the granddaughter. So we are very excited today to have Megan here with us. Uh, this grandpa, this was your idea. Uh, because we have so many listeners that have been listening to my story and you and I talk about what my transition was like between the two of us. And a lot of people have wondered, well, what was it like for your family? And I've told some of those stories from my perspective, but today we brought in Megan to share from her perspective. A little bit of background about her. She is my oldest granddaughter, my first granddaughter out of nine and she was the oldest when, Raya, when, when you transitioned. She was old enough to remember before that, although she tells me her memory is a little weak. Yeah, I don't remember most of her. I don't remember most of high school, to, to be honest, which is probably for the best. Well, um, we're going to probe as much as we can to figure out because people are, I think, really, really interested. And in, it's hard for a lot of people, and as it would have been for me and, and for you as well before I transitioned, to imagine what transition would be like. And so a lot of people have been trying to find out, what does this all feel like? Because it's hard to get inside of the mind of somebody who has a parent who's transitioning. Let's establish first when this happened. What year was that, and what month of the year when you first transitioned? Well, it would have been uh, 2015. I had left the house for three months, uh, just coming and staying at your house while you were gone, January, February, and March. And then I came back and said, I'm going to try to make this work March, April, and then I realized I couldn't make it work in May. And then June was the official transition. I think I moved out in... Uh, well, we had a family meeting Memorial Day. Well, you told me first. You and Mom sat me down and told me first. Do you remember that? I forgot till you said it. Yeah, no, you guys sat me down first. And I feel like I was very, like, nonchalant about it. Yeah, whatever. I feel like. I don't know if you remember differently. I, but I, I don't I actually like, remember that meeting at all. Tell us what grade you were in at that time. Okay, so I had just finished freshman year. Of high school. Of high school, yes. So I just finished ninth grade. I would have been 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember you and Mom sat me down uh, at the kitchen table, like all the kids were outside or something, and you said... I think I'm transgender. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I was really more like, I, I don't think it really, it didn't really hit me then, obviously. Um, so I was like, very like, okay, well, uh, whatever, I guess. But uh, I, I remember I was more uh, upset about the divorce than I was about you transitioning and what I was upset about with the divorce was that and I, and I told you and mom I said I'm really sad because Lydia and Sophia are so little they're not going to remember their parents ever being together what Which was is, your opinion of people who were LGBTQ at that time did you even know that anything like that existed? Had you known anybody who was like that? Was it anything that was at all in your radar? So uh, we, I took health class because I, I, 
I I was forced to take health class in high school. You have mm-hmm. to do you have to do that. So I took health class, and we that is the first place I think we really talked about it. And I I'm not gonna lie, I definitely said some things that I would not say now. Um, they I, again I was 14 too, so I didn't I didn't know very much either. So. We, I remember we had scenarios where we had to, like, talk with a group. If this scenario happened at school, how would you react? And, like, one of them was, like, if there was a gay couple who was wanted to go to prom, you're the principal, are you going to let them? And I strongly said, no, we shouldn't let them. And it was, and I, like, I was, like, it's because they're going to get bullied, and I don't want them to get bullied at prom. But in reality, it was just, like, I didn't know, mm-hmm. like, anything about it. And to me, it was, like, oh, that's gross. Like, who would do that? Like, you know, that that was my mindset then. I remember you and I had some of those conversations. You would bring some of those scenarios home, and I remember talking about it, and you had no idea about me yet. But I knew that I was you know, sorting through from myself, this would have been 2014 and that whole year you guys knew something was up, but you didn't know necessarily what was up. Yeah. I remember us talking in the car about that situation. I talked, talked about it in health class. I, I didn't know anybody from it. So to me, it's like, it's like saying, can we let an alien go to prom? I've never seen an alien. So to me, it's like, well, no, we're not going to let an alien go to prom. We, I don't know what an alien's like, right? So it was it was about as personal to me as, like, saying that. Or frogmen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's from a previous podcast. What was your opinion at that time? You hadn't come out. What did you think about the LGBTQ community? We all together had a very strong conservative faith at the time that had, I think, negative opinions of of LGBTQ folks. And for me, the turnaround came in 2013 when a friend of mine uh, told me that she was getting married to, um, to her girlfriend, And for me, I had to sort through it for myself and say, okay, do I really think that this is wrong for her when I'm actually really excited for her? And so I I wrestled with that the year earlier. And I said, no, I think that my viewpoint so far has been wrong. And so then I changed, but I kind of did so quietly. And so it was that was the first year where I was starting to speak out and say, I think that some of those the, the viewpoints of you know, being so negatively predisposed to LGBTQ folks, maybe we've been wrong about that. But I was still, I was just starting to talk about it. I really strongly agree with everything you say. I feel like until you know someone personally and like have seen how it affects them, and it's got to be someone who's like really close to you, you're not going to understand. I feel like I had the exact same feelings as that. Now, I remember a conversation with you, which if I if I remember, I think I brought this up before, and I don't know that you remember this conversation, but there was a time, because it affected me a lot, and I don't think you knew so much what I was talking about, but in 2014, I remember I sat you down, and we were in the schoolroom, and, and I said, and you said, what's going on? And I said, I'm really, Megan, I'm, do- I'm having a tough time, and, and I got teary-eyed, and I said, I'm going through some things, and I said, I'm really worried 
it's hard to even relive it. So I'm really worried about it that when some of this comes out, that it's going to be hard for for you as the child. And you're, I'm really worried that you're, you're not going to accept me. And you said, I I would never go through, you know, I would accept you no matter what. And that was a, that was a, it was a hard conversation. You of course had no idea what to think, which is why, am I right? You don't remember that. Or do you remember it? Very slightly. It wasn't until it became real. And I think at that point, we all had feelings that we weren't necessarily expecting. Just like you said, when I first told you, when we first sat you down, you were pretty nonchalant about it. But when you saw me, describe your feelings then at that point. Oh, I was very uncomfortable. It was not really like I was expecting it, but I was not expecting the way it would make me feel. And it felt very strange. It was not really a good feeling. My transition was I was all off and then all on. So nobody knew beforehand. And then I transitioned and I immediately transitioned and I was wearing a wig and I was wearing clothes. I was still figuring out my wardrobe and it it was it was a big it was a big change. Yeah, I remember there was a couple times that you kind of went back to like your old clothes and stuff and there was a point where I was like can you just like not do that anymore because when you go back it just makes it kind of hurt all over again sort of thing. So if I did, I I don't remember ever going back at all, but if I did, it was probably just something that was a little more neutral. It was probably between the time you were staying at our house and then you came back home. No, because I didn't have that conversation until after the decision was made that this was going to be long term. So you were living in point. I don't remember what it was for. But it was That's, like for some sort of event or there, something. Like there that. was a small amount of time for a few weeks where I was presenting at work still male and presenting female then uh, outside of that. It might have been that. Um, I don't remember, but I remember there was a couple times and I was like, let's just like rip off the band aid and oh, yeah. not, not go back anymore, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. The last time I saw you representing as male, was at a time I asked you to come over to the house and we were going to do some yard work and I needed your help. And you came over uh, and uh, wore wore some old clothes and presented as male, no wig or anything. And you came back and you said you would do that to help out. We were doing some digging in the yard. And in fact, I can remember I lost a hearing aid and you found it. That was the time. Oh, I sure remember you losing that hearing aid, but yeah. I didn't remember that that was the last time. That, that I... was the last time, I think. Ooh. Did you embrace Raya right away, or was it diff- really, really tough for you to even have a conversation? Uh, the second one, it was. I was very, very frustrated and angry, and I didn't really know how to feel, and I was very against it already. I mean, we already talked about how... And just in health class, I had basically said, no, I'm totally against that. So I I was really struggling with my feelings and how I felt about it all. And it was hard because as a teenager, you already don't know how you feel about a lot of things. And then to have that on top of it, it was a very hard and emotional process to go through. Did you tell anyone? Um, I don't remember, but I... If I told anyone, I definitely told my best friend, for sure. We've been 
best friends since we've been like we're like eleven, and we're still best friends. So I I I'm almost positive I told her. Uh, the whole school knew for sure because it's so small. I mean, you said your graduating class was something like fifty. Mine was like forty-seven, so it was not a big school. So everybody knew. Apparently, I was the talk of the school. I've been told by other people. Uh, I didn't know that people were talking about it. Uh, I only had a couple people asking about it at school, um, and it was very rare. So I didn't like I didn't really hear about it at all. So to me, it didn't really affect me at school much. Would you talk a little bit about your process where you came to accept it or you came to, to deal with it for yourself? How long do you think it took you and what sort of stages did you go through? It took me, I want to say, at least three years. I would say it took me until about my senior year of high school to fully come to terms with it, I think. So it was a really, really long process. And it went from, you know, me being really, really angry and upset to me, like, feeling like I've coped with it and calming down and feeling better about it to me getting really, really upset again. It, it, it went in waves, I feel like. And each time, like, the crest of the wave, it would get sort of smaller over time. I think that's just how it happened. Why were you angry? Were you angry because you were losing uh, your relationship with Raya? Were you angry because this was going to humiliate you among your friends and at school? Or were you angry because it was affecting the entire family? Were you angry because uh, it was mostly uh, uh, resulted in the split of the family? What was the main anger was it all of those, some of those, or none of those? Uh, some of those. Humiliation, not not even a factor. Didn't didn't worry about that at all. Uh, how it affected the family? Yeah, definitely was pretty angry about that. I remember. Um, I was also kind of like angry at God. Uh, because I didn't know how it could have happened, so I was like. Angry at God, angry at Raya, angry at how the family was going. Just, just, I mean, I feel like a lot of teenagers have a lot of anger in them a lot of times. And so this was just something that built up that anger, I guess. So it sounds to me like your, your anger, and this is probably the first time that you and I are having a discussion quite so specifically about this. Sounds to me like your anger was at least as much about the breakup of our family as it was over my transition. Or part, I mean, partly, I'm gonna, I'm kind gonna of be all honest. that uh, I'm, I'm trying really hard to remember what I was feeling, but it was really hard for me to go through that. So I feel like my, my brain has kind of turned... There's, there's parts of, like, uh, high school where my brain is has like turned off things from it and I can't remember specific parts of it because I, I remember feeling angry, but I don't remember necessarily why I was feeling angry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other things like that in, that happened in high school that I just, I don't remember specific things. Well, let's fast forward just a little bit. So you remember you were angry, but you don't know specifically why. Now you tell me what, 
really happened, it was it was time that brought you around. But was it only the time you mentioned you hit this high wave and each time it's a little less, the wave is a little less high, and that helped you to come down to the reality of what it is and the acceptance of it. But was there anything else? Was it something that you learned that you began to understand why or what what was it that brought you to the total acceptance um i i it's kind of like what raya said with her friend where i was like um it was mainly like well why why would i say that this is a bad thing i can't i couldn't think of any reason why other besides that like growing up you know, so conservative and religious, it was like, well, God doesn't like it. But then I was like, but why does God not like it? And I couldn't think, like, usually you can think of, like, a sin in the Bible, right? It It's hurting somebody else besides just you most of the time. Um, so for me, it was kind of like, well, why? Why? Why would that be a problem? It's not hurting anybody else. It's not, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't understand why it would be something that would be considered bad. So you were able to look at this from a different perspective than the original perspective. You you looked at it from the other side and saying, wait a minute, why should I be upset about this? Right, and it really went from me being, like, I would say very homophobic, transphobic, to eventually, I remember my sophomore year, I was better, I was more tolerant I would say uh, I was still against it, but I was more tolerant, I guess. And I mm-hmm. remember we ha- I t- had to take composition class um, and we she made us write every single day with a prompt. And I remember writing about that, how I you know, I was like, you know what, whatever people can go make their own choices. Uh, and I support you as a person, but I don't agree with it. Which what a lot of people say is they're accepting, but not affirming. Right. I. I guess that would. I. I really hate the way that that is put. But I know. Uh, yeah. No. I was. I was. I would have described it as more um, tolerance. Like I wasn't gonna bring it up at all, but I was gonna like. I was still going to love you no matter what sort of thing. Sounds to me like you you sort of accepted that you couldn't do anything about it, but if you could do something about it, you absolutely, like you, you didn't like anything about it. You couldn't make it go away, but you were going to do your best to make sure that we still had a relationship. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, so, and then probably... Junior year, it, like, changed a little bit. And then senior year, it changed a little bit. I think senior year was still pretty much like that. I don't think it was until I got to college, like, freshman year of college, that I really... Because the only person I knew that was in the LGBTQ plus community uh, in Iola was Raya. And I, I didn't know anybody else. But then when I went to college... um one of my friends came out as bi, uh, and they were hanging out at the Pride Center on campus, and I would go hang out with them there. 
and I met a lot of different people, and that is really when I started going, having my why moment, mm-hmm. I feel like. In your connection there, I, I'm kind of, I was always really proud of you that that's where you found like you felt a lot of friends. Was your connection there primarily because of me and that family connection, or was it completely independent of that, or sort of a mixture of? Um, I, I really only went in there because my friend was in there. We were good friends throughout all of high school and then went to college together and we're still really good friends now. Uh, in fact, she came and visited me for my birthday just recently. So I went in there to hang out with her and then as a byproduct, I hung out with the other people in the Pride Center. Um, and a couple of them, like I still have on Facebook, and one person I had a couple classes with so we were like I still see them and I say hi occasionally, but it, I, after they after my friend left college, uh, she wasn't in there anymore, and I didn't know anybody in there anymore who kept like regular showing up in there. So I kind of stopped after my first year really going in there, not because I didn't want to, just because I didn't know very many people in there and I was very busy. You know, one thing that we have decided as a family, we decided early on. Um, and, and has changed a little bit over time, but not, not a whole lot. When I first transitioned, we decided that I was still going to be dad. Um, and so for a while, we had times where you would all call me dad, but you would call me she. You would say, oh, we're going over to, to dad's house and, and um, she's going to make us dinner or whatever. And that was how we talked because I felt like I wanted you to still feel like you had a father. But as time has gone on, that for me has felt harder and harder. Um, but yet at the same time, I know like a lot of uh, trans people with, with kids, um, will, you know, will end up being like that they're called mom. Um, and we have decided not to do that. And, and I think, uh, certainly, you know, despite, I would certainly prefer to be called mom. And I think you and, and the rest of the kids have felt pretty strongly that, you know, not, and if you feel comfortable, we can cut this out if you don't feel comfortable talking about that. But if you would talk about that a little bit for your feeling. I just don't feel comfortable with that. Like, I, 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 I don't really have anything to say about that. But you call honest. her Raya. Yes, I, I, call, I call you Raya. And that's probably where it's going to stay. I don't I don't really have much to say about that. Now you're going to have that same conversation with your son or daughter someday. And then it, will this be grandma or will it be Raya? Uh well, I probably won't be Raya. They'll they'll but y- you and mom will have to have different like like grandma names. Sure. Of course, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like just like you have you know, you have a Grandma Jones and a Grandma Hockley. Right. But the problem is... Oh, but we is, can't be Jones and Jones, exactly. right? So so it would be like one of you is like, uh, what is it? Grandma Raya. I mean, yeah. Or you could be like, um, oh. That may take some Mima. work. Mima yeah. is gr- Sheldon Cooper's grandma's name. That's something like that. That we'll have to navigate that. That, that. We, we at got, that point, we got, time. we got some time for that, right? <laughs> We're not not That's trying to not trying to push you into anything no. here. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't thought that far ahead in all aspects, right? <laughs> um, do you feel like it ever 
comes up for you now where you have times where having a transgender parent continues to affect you? Yes. I can think of one specific time. Well, I can think of a couple specific times. But there's this time. This was actually a couple years ago, to be honest. But it still it grinds my gears. It really gets me going. Um, so I went to a Halloween party with my um, boyfriend and I was at one of his friend's house and his it, someone at the party it was like the, a friend of the friend sort of person the person who was hosting the party was uh, he actually became my roommate so he it, it was he is not good friends with this person at all they were just there and um I could hear I was across the room from this person and I could hear and to be fair he probably had a lot of alcohol but I I'm sorry. I'm really mad about this. He, from across the room, I could hear him just, like, spew this transphobic, like, what what's the word you used? Transmissia? Transmissia. Yeah. yeah, transmissia. I could hear him just spew this hate from across the room. And it made me so angry. So angry. And... We've all well, we've all heard stuff, and, and and it's interesting in the in the in the context of this conversation that you and I have both talked about how there were times in our life where we would have probably agreed with him, and uh, and Dad, you've said in the past as well times where, you know, we we wouldn't have thought about this. I know for me before I transitioned before I before I accepted that I was trans, I didn't think I was trans. I just thought that I was a man who wanted to be a woman and I somehow rationalized that that's not the same thing as trans. Um, but so there were, there were times when we all would have agreed uh, at that point. And yet now from our perspective now that made you, you hearing that made you especially angry. I, yeah, I was really, really mad. And like, even still occasionally I'll hear his name and I'll go, Oh, that's, that's a person that I, I really don't <laughs> like. Right. And Alex will be like, yeah. <laughs> but as you have grown in your acceptance, maybe he's growing in his acceptance too. That guy? Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. I, I know. have heard that he probably is not. Yeah. Well, Megan, thank you so much for joining us here. This is a hard discussion in some ways, but we're really grateful to have you here. And we'd love to have you back again sometime if you'd be willing. Probably. Good. <laughs> well, thank you for, for coming out and, and sharing. Now, if for anybody else, if you have questions uh, for an adult child of a, of a transgender person, you can email us at transcendent at gmail.com, and we would be happy to, to pass that question on. And um, I'm sure Megan would be uh, happy to answer, depending on the question. <laughs> I'd probably answer it. Wonderful. Well, thank you. We're and we're happy to have the family here together. Three generations we're sharing with you here. And we look forward to sharing again with you. <laughs>